Amen. Peace of Christ be with you, Hope College. Who's ready for Thanksgiving recess break? Anyone going home? Yeah, a couple hands. Some of them are already gone. Um, hey, occasionally I get a letter from an old friend of mine from my days at uh, University of St. Andrews in Scotland. Uh, her name's Cara. She's the dean of the chapel at Despondent University in upstate Washington in Wantmore County. And uh, occasionally when I get a letter, it just feels right to read it to you. So with your permission, I'm just going to read this letter I got from Karis yesterday in the mail. It's dated November 25th, 2019. Dear Trigvi, I hope this finds you well. I'm sorry it has been so long since my last letter. From the letter you sent me in October, it sounds like you are thriving, even flourishing. Your new campus ministry house looks amazing. From the pictures that you sent, I have some deep envy. I've got a little office, just me and a part-time assistant. It can be a little lonely on campus sometimes. I can only imagine as I write this with uh, Thanksgiving on the horizon, this is something you are giving particular gratitude to God for. It looks like a space you would have designed with the dark woods and the fireplace and the nooks for sitting and studying or simply enjoying a sip of conversation. I can't wait to see it in person. In your letter, I can hear your excitement, and dare I say enthusiasm. It sounds like a new beginning, and I can tell you feel like it's a fresh start for hope, and I'm praying that will be the case. I don't know about you, but I love this time of year. Believe it or not, I love the weather. We are in what I call the gloom of November. We don't get a lot of sun, just gray cloud cover and rain, lots and lots of rain. The ground is saturated so that when you walk, it can sound like suction cups. November is a transition month, an in-between season. It's like a sparring match between winter and fall. It's warm one day and cold the next, but if history has any precedence, winter will soon deliver a knockout punch. As they say in Game of Thrones, winter is coming. Out of my window at Revelation Memorial Chapel, I can see our physical plant crew cleaning up and preparing for the winter. Leaves are gathered and, writ, uh, and vacuumed up with a lawnmower and pressurized air is being blown through the sprinkler system to chase out the remnant water in the pipes so they don't freeze. And it comes out with the sprinkler heads spraying a fog-like mystery shrouded in mist. With the leaves and the sprinklers, it's also the time of year for preparation for the end of the academic year. I love this time of year because you can begin to see the light at the end of the semester's tunnel. And I don't know about hope, but with the late Thanksgiving recess, we only have a short turnaround till we have finals. And in the past few days, I can see this reality starting to sink in. I can see it on the faces, stress, anxiety, Finals is around the corner, and with it, I'm getting more requests to pray. It's as if students look down at the syllabus, which they have had all semester, and realized, as if for the first time, that they have six papers due at the end of the year, which is less than a week and a half away. Their faces that were once playful and at ease now have turned flint with focus, like an NFL player about to take the field at a Super Bowl. This is the time of year when I offer generously the wisdom of my grandfather, who would often say to me when I was stressed, Karis, take a deep breath. Everything that needs to get done, gets done. I found that to be true. What needs to get done, gets done. So take a deep breath, I say. Do the next thing in front of you. Do it well. 
make a list, cross it off. Crossing off lists is satisfying. And then move on to the next thing. Give yourself wholeheartedly to the work. Put away the phone, turn off social media, cancel Netflix, dig in, do the work. And when you do, it'll get done, whatever it is. With attention, focus, time, hard work, it is amazing what you can accomplish in a day. I think what I like about this time of the year is the intensity in the weather, in the studying. I like intense energy. I'm drawn to complexity in all its forms, whether in books, faith, music, love, even weather. It's probably why we are such good friends. I'm always after the deep narrative in all experience, the subtext beneath the words, the story beneath the story, whether secular or sacred. I find in the governing dynamics of reality, there's always a basso profound, a deep base that gives our breath-filled lives a sense of meaning and structure in this world of many gifts. I've been thinking about the deep narrative as I've been approaching this Thanksgiving break. Beyond the obvious of giving thanks, what is the deep narrative of Thanksgiving on a college campus? At Despondent U, we don't really have the Thanksgiving traditions other than going home, which makes me wonder, maybe that is the deeper narrative, the journey, the going home. Home is the deep base. Are we all not trying to get home in one way or another? If I was to pick what kind of animal I'd be, I'd be a salmon, because a salmon is always trying to get back home. Home when you are in college, however, is an interesting thing, isn't it? Holiday breaks in a college is a series of packing up and visiting home and then leaving again. It's an interesting experience, visiting home. Home is usually permanent, but not now. It makes me think that being a college student is a lot like the month of November. It's an existence caught between seasons, between one's past home and the future home yet to be determined. In college, home is the place that knows you, but at the same time, sometimes it doesn't. Students are part here and part there. To go home is both familiar and at the same time foreign. Home has changed in some ways because they have changed. I was thinking of this in a conversation I had yesterday with a student named Molly. We were meeting up at Life's Hard Cafe where the motto is, life's hard, have a cup of coffee. I got there early. I like to get there early to people watch and to overhear conversations. It's amazing what you can learn, free information by eavesdropping. I got a cup of black coffee made in a stainless steel French press, listening to the music of sleeping at last coming through the speakers. And unsurprisingly, Molly showed up right on time. She's a sophomore with long brown hair and alert eyes. She has a vivacious and infectious smile that she wears as a shield away from many and all energy vampires. Molly is a great listener. You have the feeling when you are in conversation with Molly that you're the only one in the room. And over the years, I've gotten to know her, talk with her, as she's made decisions to pursue her faith intentionally in Christ. Molly embodies 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. And Molly is new. She's different. Her faith in Christ has changed her whole world. And she has a new confidence rooted in a new identity. But her new faith has not always been easy. Old friends have not understood her new convictions. She can at times struggle to know how to share 
with them her newfound joy and identity and purpose without coming across as somehow judgmental or being misunderstood. Molly sat down, sipping some Earl Grey tea in her green Yeti mug with a young life sticker slapped on the front. We small talked for a while, her classes, binging The Crown and Jack Ryan. We talked about her last date, or lack thereof. Apparently, I despond at you, there is a lack of young men willing to step up and ask a girl out. It's an issue we need to talk about in a future letter, I think. <laughs> I asked her about her Thanksgiving plans. Will you go home, I asked. And if you do, what is going home like for you? Yes, I'm going home, but I'm nervous, she confessed. It's strange, said Molly, home feels different. I feel different, I mean I am different, I've changed. And I don't know how to enter back into my family system and expectations the same way. And then she asked an interesting question. How do I bring a new me into a home that only knows the old me? It's a great question. And I imagine Molly is not the only one asking what it's like to go home when home is no longer the same because you're no longer the same. Home is important, necessary. Home is a declaration that our humanist cannot be found in escape, detachment, absence of commitment, and undefined freedom. Home is particular, but home also changes, which is okay, because we change. What happens when you leave home and you change and have to come back home different? How do you bring your new self home? I said to Molly, give yourself some grace. Be patient with yourself and be patient with your family and your friends. They are adjusting to you coming home just as you are adjusting to going home. Meaning don't be quick to find fault if they can't recognize the change in you right away. But at the same time, don't be afraid to show them the change. Well, how do I do that, asked Molly. How can I show my family and my friends I've changed? I don't want to fall into the same old patterns anymore. I said, first, breathe. And then trust God. You don't have to have all the answers for them. You don't have to have it all figured out. Trust that God will use the little things to show others a difference in yourself. Second, be willing to risk and share what God has been doing in your life. Don't be put off or frustrated if they don't understand or get it. Tell them specifics about your new life, the hard stuff and the good stuff. Your family wants to know you. They want to hear what's going on in you, in your heart, the good and the bad parts. But you have to share it, meaning you have to risk vulnerability, especially with your parents, so that they can catch up with you. Molly, consider that they are maybe a little nervous to see you. You have changed, but I bet so have they. And your relationship with them is transitioning from being a kid to being, to being an adult. And they are learning with you what that means when you visit home. Just remember, home is really about the relationships. And it may take a little time to find each other. So give yourself permission to re-enter the old world with new eyes. And third, I'd start with asking questions. Questions that invite conversations. Be curious about them, your mom and dad. Ask them what it was like for them at your age. What was going home like? Ask them how they dealt with changes in their life as they grew up. And you'll be surprised, I bet, what you learned. Remember, your parents are just grown-up kids doing the best they can and who want to know you 
the new you, all of you, because they love you. And she nodded. I want them to know me, Molly said. I want them to see me, and I want them to see my faith. And the best way is to show, not tell, I said. Show them your true self by the way you are with them. And just remember, Molly, we are a pilgrim people. We are always on the way. We are never home until we are home with God. So whenever you go home, go with the Spirit. Go with the Son. Go with the Father. And when you are with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are always at home. And that's what I hope for you, my friend. I hope you are at home with your family and with your God. I hope the real you is seen and known and understood. I hope you will give yourself some patience and grace. I hope you will enjoy the intensity of the season, even the weather, no matter what it is. Well, that's all the news from Despond at You. Write me soon and tell me a story of hope. Happy Thanksgiving. Give Kristen and kids a hug from Aunt Karis, and remember to always love your place, love your people, and love the word. Grace and peace, Karis. So as you launch into Thanksgiving break, if you are going home, give yourself some grace. Be vulnerable with those you love. If you're staying here over break, the same principles apply. Share your heart, share your life. Share who you really are so that others can really know who you are and be curious about them. It's a season of thanksgiving, amen? Go in peace, my friends.